faithwire.com. Pro-choices are leaving horrible messages for the victims of a Molotov cocktail bombing in Wisconsin. I'm Billy Hollowell, and we'll have more on that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Subscribe on iTunes. We would love to have you with us as we go through the news of the day with a Christian perspective, or as I like to call it, the news of the cray. Joining me today is Trey Goins Phillips with a quick look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Hey, it's hump day. You know, we're halfway, we're halfway there. Yeah, I um, can't believe this week's flying by. Yeah, no, well, but it seems like every week flies by. At least it does for me. It's like I wake up and we start work on Monday. And then like the next thing we know, we've been buried in our laptops and it's Friday afternoon. That's true. Um, That's true. So, but for people who are, whose weeks are going slower, we're here to help you, you know, get, get through, through it, it every day. Yeah, got to help you get um, through it. That's what we do. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about a 90-year-old bishop who, well, he's a former bishop. He's a cardinal, a Catholic cardinal. Uh, he was arrested in Hong Kong. So China is now apparently arresting 90-year-olds simply because he supported a pro-democracy group. So we'll we'll talk about that story. Wow. Yeah, There's there's that's a... That is a rough one, and I'm, I can't wait to hear the details. But let's start with this really bizarre and troubling story out of Wisconsin. Now, for those who've been paying attention, obviously there's chaos surrounding Roe v. Wade, and we're waiting on this case, this Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case that the Supreme Court is going to rule on. And we've talked a lot about this on the show, but just in case people don't know, uh, it looks like based on a draft that was leaked of the potential verdict that Roe v. Wade could be overturned and people are freaking out over this. We've seen a lot of protesting. We've seen people marching around the Supreme Court justices' homes and all sorts of things. But the most troubling thing that we've seen um, have been these sort of acts of vandalism at churches and organizations. The most prominent of those was a pro-life organization in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Family Action is the name of the group. Uh, they sustained some fire damage after a Molotov cocktail was thrown through the window um, of their office. There was nobody in the office at the time. This happened on Sunday. But they left a message behind the vandals, and the message was really cryptic. It was spray-painted outside the building, and it said, quote, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. And I mean, I don't know, that's pretty. That's a pretty threatening message. Um, and of course, the office itself, again, damaged by fire. One of the walls was damaged, and there's some photos out there. People can see uh, what that damage looks like. We also have a story over on Faithwire that will show that. Um, but, but here's the thing. It wasn't just that act of, of violence there at the office. There have been a number of other things that have gone on. Um, according to Micah Pierce, who's the executive vice president of WFA, uh, his staff, including himself, have received disturbing death threats, hateful messages after the arson attack. So people heard about the arson attack, and they took it upon themselves to then call and harass the staff members after they've already gone through uh, this ordeal. Now, now here are some of the things that have been left on the voice mailbox. I mean, these insane messages, not the B put together a montage of these messages. One woman left a message questioning whether or not the attack was caused by arson or, quote, the good Lord 
showing the organization an example of hell. She said she was glad that God took action against the group. And one of the most disturbing things about these messages is people there, they call and they're leaving a voicemail and it sounds nice at first. And then they start sort of, you know, putting expletives out there and slamming the organization. And remember, this is a pro-life organization that has fought against abortion. And so there's anger being directed at it because of this broader narrative nationally surrounding the Dobbs case and what we believe the Supreme Court is going to rule on. Now, one of the most disturbing uh, messages that that came through, it was in this sing-song voice. It was a man singing, burn little Jesus freaks, burn, burn, burn. Um, that one that one was, was pretty uh, creepy, but there was another one. It really, and, and here's the interesting thing. I just want to point this out. These messages are very much focused on burning and hell. And it's intriguing to me that people are telling the pro-life group that they're evil, that they're going to hell, that they're the demons, right? Um, And these are the people who are defending the slaughter of children, right, who are saying these things. And it just, it brings to mind those scriptures about good being called evil and evil being called good. You know, here you have the pro-lifers being called evil. Uh, But there's another person who left a message. They said, quote, you're all going to burn. You're following the expletive devil. I hope you all burn with it. That's what you deserve. Uh, The most volatile of the messages that was shared uh, was this man, and he says it in a very calm voice. He says, whoever set that fire is a true American patriot. You people are just utter filth of the planet, and it's too bad your expletive mothers didn't abort each and every last one of you. Hopefully you all get cancer. So these are the messages these people, after dealing with their office, you know, being attacked and with this message painted outside that they're not safe, this is what is being bred. These crazy people calling and leaving these messages. Now, there has been apparently a claim of responsibility from a supposed pro-choice group, but we want to caution there that that we really don't know what's going on. We do know the Madison Police Department is aware of a group claiming responsibility. Um, they're looking into that and working with, quote, federal partners, so obviously, you know, federal law enforcement to try to vet that. Uh, but man, this is crazy. And we just, you know, did a story on Abby Johnson talking about and warning that this battle was going to heat up. It seems like she's onto something there. I think we're going to see more of this. Yeah, I, d- I don't think it can be overstated the spiritual nature of this battle. And you've talked about that a lot, Billy, that more than anything, this is a this is a spiritual warfare issue. And that's what scripture says. It says that we battle not against flesh and blood, right? But against uh, principalities and, and powers of the air and all, and all this stuff. So I think we're really seeing that kind of borne out right now is that this is so much more than just a political divide and even a cultural divide in America. We're creating two separate countries uh, over this because I think that there is a spiritual stronghold. I think Satan has a foothold uh, in a lot of different ways. I think pornography is one of them. I think sexuality and and you know I, how people identify sexually. I think pornography and that kind of tie together more often than not. I think abortion is another one. Uh, I think there are so many ways um, that we have allowed our sinfulness to take root in, in in our culture because we haven't all allowed Christ to to sanctify us. And look, that doesn't mean Christians are perfect. We mess up all the time. 
Um, but we have a sanctifying and saving faith in Jesus, which makes all the difference, right? Look, I think we're you can just look at culturally all of June, which we're about to head into in just a few short weeks. Uh, what do we call it? We call it Pride Month. Like, I think we have, we're celebrating just, I mean, so openly our own pride. And I think that's the root of so much sin is our pride and our arrogance and that we know better uh, than God does. We know better than anybody else does, that there's no, there's no sovereign plan. Uh, it's that we chart our own courses that we are the authors of our own destiny. Like I think, and that's a lot of different things, but I think at the center of it is this sin issue and it's it, it has huge spiritual ramifications. I think that these voicemails are just evidence of, of real spiritual sickness. It's evil. I mean, you listen to it and you're like, man, and because here's the deal, you and I both know there's a lot of people, I mean, we joke about it and we won't name them here, who we disagree with, who are public figures. Sure. Um, and you know, when something bad happens to a person I disagree with, I often reach out or tweet or let them know, Hey, like I'm praying for you. You know, there's a reaction that as Christians, we have, you're supposed to love your enemies. You're supposed to be kind. And it's a tough thing to do. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but the, the point is this sort of sadistic behavior of calling the people, attacking them, saying you wish they would get cancer. These are not only not normal actions, they're actually, as you were saying, completely colored by and really fueled by evil. Yeah, no, it's it's so sad. And I hope that, like, obviously, we we should be upset and bothered by this stuff. Um, but I had a, a pastor friend one time tell me, he said, the moment that you start seeing people who oppose you uh, or oppose your beliefs. He said, the moment you start seeing them as enemies, you've lost the opportunity to share the gospel with them. Um, so, you know, I hope that as believers, obviously we shouldn't let people walk all over us and we shouldn't be, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Like stand up for what's right and, and don't be timid. Um, but also let these instances, instead of letting them outrage you, let them uh, maybe, you know, call you to your knees in prayer for these people. Um, because they they need the saving hope and and trust of Jesus just as much as we do. Um, so you know, because if not for Christ, we would all be behaving like this, or we would all at least have the propensity to behave like this, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's the that's the big takeaway. That's the big why it matters. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, story number two. So, authorities in Hong Kong have arrested a 90-year-old former Catholic bishop over his reported support of a pro-democracy group. So, I just want to pause and and say again that he's 90 years old. So, (laughs) clearly, um, yeah, this is not about an actual threat, right? This is this is to to send uh, a message. Uh, so authorities uh, in China have repeatedly detained Cardinal Joseph Zen. He's the former bishop of Hong Kong uh, due to his role as a trustee with the group 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund, uh, which according to the National Catholic Register has helped pay legal fees for people who took part in the 2019 pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, which were ultimately shut down by Chinese authorities. Uh, and the group, it should be noted, actually officially closed its doors uh, in 2021. 
um, but information about Zen's uh, financial contributions are just now coming to light to Chinese authorities. So the Vatican has not yet addressed Zen's arrest, but social media users and thought leaders and Catholic and Christian leaders uh, across the, the country and across the world uh, are speaking out on the Cardinal's behalf, uh, not only you know educating and telling people about what's happened, uh, but also urging fellow believers uh, to be in prayer for the Cardinal. Uh, Sam Goodman, he's the Director of Policy and Advocacy for Hong Kong Watch, told The Globe and Mail, uh, a, a Canadian outlet, We hope the Vatican will not only condemn the arrest of Cardinal Zen and call for his release alongside other activists, but will reconsider its silence regarding the ongoing human, human rights violations in Hong Kong and China. Now, Goodman was referring to the fact that Zen has not only been of course, outspoken in his condemnation of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, but he's also been critical of the Vatican, uh, claiming that the Vatican is afraid of offending Beijing and is uh, refusing to appoint a new bishop in, in Hong Kong, which has been without one uh, since 2019, actually. This is what he said in 2020, uh, what Zen said in 2020, after he returned from uh, after he returned from the Vatican in, in October of that year, he said the Vatican seems to be guessing the mind of Beijing, always seeking to anticipate what Beijing will do, always appeasing. It just seems they are afraid to nominate Bishop Ha, uh, who was you know, the, the leading bishop at the time, uh, as doing so may offend Beijing. Um, so, look, I, th- I think there, there are so many moving parts to this story, but obviously at, at this point, uh, the fundamental you know, takeaway, the main point is certainly to be in prayer uh, for this 90-year-old cardinal. Uh, like one social media user tweeted, how bad are things in Hong Kong? They just arrested a 90-year-old cardinal and then tweeted a photo of him, too. Uh, another said, the arrest of Cardinal Zen is important news. At 90, Zen still stands strong, not literally because his back is not good. Uh, he said he visits up to three prisons across Hong Kong within a day. No one else does that, but he can. He offers spiritual support to many uh, in jail. Not only is back when people talk to Cardinal Zen, he usually does this. And it was a picture of him uh, putting his his hand around his ear. Uh, so he has back problems and hearing problems. He said because he can only hear when you speak loud and clear uh, toward his left ear. So the point is that even with all of these physical ailments, this is a person who goes around uh, to people who have been wrongly arrested simply for speaking out against communism. Uh, and he does what he can to minister to and to be with them. Uh, so certainly, as believers now, you know we can the the least we can do uh, is be prayerful for him uh, as he's been detained yet again simply for the crime of speaking out against human rights abuse. Yeah, it just reminds you of how fragile freedom is, and we talk about this a lot. But I think it can just be words sometimes. But when you have moments like this. Stories like this, if they end up checking out the way we we believe they will, it reminds us that you know we've got to protect these rights and freedoms in our own country because, mm-hmm. man, you look around the world and you just think there are not many places like America. Even in Finland, where you know you've got this poor politician back up on charges, right? Um, you know, for for her religious beliefs, and and this is something that is extending into the West. It's all over the world. This really just inability to talk tolerate other perspectives. And so, um, especially taking into account his age, I mean, that part of it is just wild to me. 
Yeah, no, I it's it's crazy that they would arrest a 90-year-old. And obviously, like I said at the start, this is not about him being a threat. This is about sending a message. They've arrested him several times in the past. Uh, and they're, you know, China is just sending a message that they will not tolerate people, and certainly not believers, Catholics or Protestant, um, speaking out against them. So there, there are so many things to be praying for right now, uh, of course, for Cardinal Zen, and then also just for the situation in China. Because if this is happening to prominent people, uh, it's happening all the more to people who don't necessarily have... Um, you know, the the resources and the reach that somebody like like a prominent bishop um, might have. And look, Billy, before we go, uh, I think we should end on a end on a high note. I wanted to mention uh, we have a story up on faithware.com. It's on cbnnews.com. You can also watch the video. Uh, so people have been protesting, speaking about abortion. Uh, after this, the Supreme Court draft opinion was leaked. People have been protesting at the justices' homes, which is a problem, and we we could dive into why that's a problem. But I just want to highlight this really good news story. Uh, people were at Justice Alito's home protesting, and his neighbor uh, actually started playing "Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus," uh, and there were people that were singing along, and and, and you know just having happened to be there's someone who was there and captured it on video just happened to hear while he was there covering the protest just happened to hear the the piano playing uh, and walked over and, and got a piece of that so i think definitely if you're looking for a good news story something to lift your spirits uh, definitely go to faithwire.com or cbnnews.com and watch that clip because it's it's encouraging that is that's a really good way to end. And I was going to mention one other story, but now I don't yeah. even want to because yours was so positive. And I'm like, I want to, but I'm <laughs> going to mention it because I'm a, I'm a life ruiner. And the story, the story, actually, it is a positive story. You know, I loved that one that you just mentioned. We also have the interview with Jeannie Ortega Law. We've covered her before, mm, yeah. But her her journey out of spiritism, out of the occult, um, and you know, we can't tell these stories enough because I feel like people. They don't share them publicly because they feel like they're strange and they're going to be looked at weird. And she very boldly shares her journey of Santeria and growing up in this really uncommon occultic faith and what she went through as a result of that and then finding Christ. So that's another story of, of sort of hope and uh, finding Jesus that I'd, I'd love people to check out over on Faithwire. Yeah. And you know, Billy, you and I have have worked around Jeannie for several years now. And to hear this deep dive into her story and to know that she's written about it, there was so much that I didn't know. And it was just a reminder to me that you never know what people what's behind the curtain, right? You never know what someone has been through to get to the point that they're at today. Um, so there's so many, so many incredible things in her story. Uh, but that's it's definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. Well, Gosh, that's all we've got for today. And as always, for more news from a distinctly Christian perspective, make sure you head over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com. Make those sites a daily visit and subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. God bless, and we'll see you next time.